Welcome to the Mojo Market Report. Here's your hosts, Dave Sturgio and Chris Gucci. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Mojo Market Report right here on a football Monday. It is Dave Sturgio, it is Chris Gucci, and of course, A5 Anthony behind the glass. We hope everybody enjoyed their super wild card weekend. A lot of crazy action over the past 48 hours. Um, obviously, we'll get into the top movers and we'll preview tonight's final, the finale, the, the main event, if you. Uh, I had a theory. Well, my, I think my dad had a theory as to why the Cowboys and Bucks got the Monday night draw is because this is like ESPN's way of saying like, yo, man, unfortunate circumstances that you lost that game with Buffalo and Cincinnati will give you the highest rated possible game on Monday night. That makes sense. I mean, ratings are everything. In, in I mean, I think that, I think there's a chance that the Cowboys Bucks game would be the highest rated game anyway because you have Tom Brady. But now it's have, like the and extra. You have the Cowboys, the extra added element. I'm surprised that they maybe didn't give Buffalo the day just out of sheer here take the extra. That would have been day. yeah. That would have been made more sense. Um, but, but the NFL cares a lot more about money than safety and oh, anything absolutely. else. Absolutely. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. NFL. No, we're not. Don't I'm not. Us. All right. Well. Uh, anyway. Uh, it started off, well, obviously just get right into the top movers because, again, a lot of things going on in Mojo right now. There's there's new features on the app. Download the app right now. As you can see, it's scrolling on the bottom of your screen. Download right now. You can trade pretty much in New Jersey only right now. But, again, coming soon, more states, more sports. Can't wait for all that. But we got to start with another guy that, you know, we, were, we, we said it. We said it last week. We said, who's the best guy to buy in on right now? The guy dispersing the talent. The guy dispersing that rock all over the place. Brock Purdy and the 49ers, which, by the way, gave everybody a little bit of a scare in the beginning of the game. We're like, mm, okay, maybe Seattle's came out to play. And then, you know, sure I, enough. I hammered, hammered the 49ers at halftime. Did you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean it, it made sense to do that. Uh, Brock Purdy goes 18 of 30 for 332, three touchdowns. My guy... Actually, also, I had 16 yards rushing, so watch out. Uh, but I will say, we've been waiting for this shoe to drop. We've been waiting for this kid to, like, collapse and, and cave in, in in the big moment so far. And Mr. Irrelevant is anything but that going forward. I mean, they're talking about maybe bringing in Tom Brady, who, I don't know, were we talking about that in pre? We were talking about that, actually, in the in the little opening there mm. but the fact that they're considering tom tom brady in the offseason but then they have brock purdy who is pretty much to me right now like the new version of tom brady not really he's got a long way to go but in terms of the the guy that comes in uh due to injury uh veteran replace uh, replacing a veteran that they've gone far with and right now brock purdy it's looking like they're the team to beat in the nfc they are firing at all cylinders if, we talked about this last week if brock purdy ends up running the table going the distance and winning like the Super Bowl MVP, could you imagine the stock on Brock Purdy? Get in on that now because you're never gonna. This is a an anomaly here. You're seeing Mister Irrelevant mm -hmm. in his rookie season, possibly. You know, like what are the odds for him to win Super Bowl MVP right now? I mean, I, dude, I know that they're not putting out uh, futures on Super Bowl MVP until the the teams are decided, but I mean. This is, could be the craziest story in NFL that, history. To be honest with you, dude, if they get to the Super Bowl. 
the odds of him winning MVP are very pot, like uh, extremely, extremely possible. Extremely high. He's yeah, the because it's a quarterback thing, right? So it's like no matter what, like Eli. No offense, all you Giants fans. We'll get into you in a second, but Eli didn't deserve any of those MVPs. They couldn't he get rid of the entire he defensive line. That defense did incredible things for that team to and hire Tyree with the helmet catch. I just you know none of those MVPs are justified, but it's a quarterback driven league, and that's why Purdy, if he gets in, he could potentially be a Super Bowl MVP. It's crazy because each and every one of these guys, even McCaffrey. That dude, every time he touches the ball, it's like it's a it's a highlight reel, man. It's insane. Six uh, 15 carries for a buck nineteen. He also catches uh two balls for just 17 yards on two ta- targets. So they actually didn't use him out of the backfield as much um but as far as catching. To. No, they really didn't. And, and I'm looking at this overall and I'm like, man, oh man, the Niners are the team to beat. And now they're slated to play the Sunday evening game. In a divisional round versus the winner of tonight's Tampa Bay-Dallas game. So there's plenty of narratives to go around. You just spoke about Tom Brady possibly being the replacement. How about Tom Brady coming out to San Francisco to play in that game next week? So we'll see about that. Or the Cowboys can slay the beast. We'll, I guess we'll get into that later. But Tom anyway, Brady Brock is, Purdy. is anything but the beast right now. I mean, that, we're, I'm we're trying about to defense. psych myself out of this. Of I saying feel like if anybody could, piece we're going to talk about that game later. I'll, I'll refrain right now from getting Dave fired okay. up. Yeah, don't, don't get me riled up. Not today, at least. Um, so Brock Purdy does work. The 49ers move on. Congratulations to that squad and their fan base. Moving on to the Saturday night, just extravaganza, okay? What I saw there out of Trevor Lawrence is he is him. He is the guy. Like he all those turnovers. When you it's all about like regrouping after bad mistakes and he looked like a shell of himself in the first half of that game. And the Chargers figured 27 nothing. This game is all but over at halftime. I did the people we were conversating with was um I was telling them. I said, "You know what? All you need is one score. One score before the half and you'll have this game momentum will swing a little bit." And that's what they did. They delivered at the end. And next thing you know, Trevor Lawrence just goes off. Two stories. One, sure. I'm sure everybody saw this on the internet, on the interwebs out there. Go ahead. Did anybody see the greedy guy, that greedy SOB, hmm. that placed a $1.4 oh, million bum. dollar bet to win ten grand you or eleven grand? Look, I understand you like the bet and you think this is all well and good. I hope he was inebriated or something now, like for him I'm, to make a bet I, I like that. I think I'm going to quote... Um, our good friend Hawaii Mike over there at Chop Sports, <laughs> right. and he said, "Could you imagine being on that pl- on that level where you're smart enough to have accrued 1.4 million dollars in your life? Because you know it takes either either it's an inheritance or he did something right in his life. But Business then, man, be, yeah. conversely, be so stupid that you'd place a 1.4 million dollar bet to win a, what was it like 11, 11 grand? 11 grand. Oh my god! It's like, a drop in the bucket when we're. T- I mean, come it's on. It's a drop in a bucket. Now, but, oh, now another a, a different side of things." My buddy Joe, who you know well, mm-hmm. um, he placed a little twenty-five dollars on on the Jaguars at halftime, and he came away with like four hundred bucks. That's a nice bet. That's a smart bet. That is a smart. You know, bet. a nice little sprinkle. Couple bucks. Let's see what happens. One point four million. Okay, back to the market. Oh my God. Yeah. Speaking but of yeah, market, Trevor we talking- Lawrence four picks in the first quarter. I think that's a record. <sighs> I mean, he looked a shell of himself. He looked like not the guy. We've been touting him for the last couple of weeks, like, ah, oh, he's turning a corner. Here comes Trevor. I was excited about this matchup, him and Herbert. There's a lot to be said about the Chargers, and we'll get into the Chargers as the Sean offseason. Pro- There's a lot to be said about the Chargers right now, coaching staff-wise, talent-wise around them. How you not? How do you not close that game out? This is the worst blown lead since, well, we saw the biggest comeback lead ever this year. But, like, playoff-wise, you know, this had 
Falcons Patriots written all over it. 27 nothing. You're like, oh, all right, well, we're good. And then Trevor Lawrence went to a Waffle House afterwards and, and me celebrated. Frank, Frank Reich vibes. Was far. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The Buffalo game. The yeah, Buffalo yeah. Back in the day. Oilers. Oh, that was a great game. I remember that game. It's weird how I remember that game. I was like seven, but I still remember like vividly watching like Frank Reich 15. do work. <laughs> You're not that much older than me, man. He's only like three years older than me. He's like, wow, I was a senior in high school when Frank Reich took I think the Bills those, down the field. Those were an important three years in history, though. Things Things changed. Yeah, there was, that, there was something also called the Dallas Cowboys dynasty happening well, around well, that time. Like, I think my, ho- my whole high school life, there was no cell phones. And then as soon as I graduated, everyone had them. So I think that you, as you again. entered high school, you had cell phones. Tough sledding. Yeah, you got you got to have a cell phone. I mean, I remember my first phone the was last like a of the paperweight. La- the it was like key. a brick. Last of the last Ant has case. no idea what we're talking about when it comes to like these cell phones. Bro, when I tell you, Anthony, the the, the phones were like the side. You, you've seen like Saved by the Bell, Zach Morris, the Zach Morris phone. That's not an exaggeration. These things were massive. And, and they used to be called car phones because they would only work in a car. <laughs> it's what a world. But now you can download an app at the fingertips at your thumb and win money every single Sunday and Saturday. Johnny United used to be the best player. That's Dave right now. <laughs> Bullshit stuff. I am not that old. Uh, I, was, I vividly remember the 91 season. So I was like six. So this elephant's brain here. I, I remember all the past stuff because that's all we got <laughs> as Cowboys fans. That's literally all we got. Um, anyway, back to Trevor. So this team looks great. He throws for 288, four touchdowns to his four picks. Um, but the the bigger story, and we talked about this, Evan Ingram seems to be a, a guy over there who's going to earn himself a nice little payday. Another seven catches, 93 yards, touchdown. Yeah, they touchdown. got some pass catchers over there. Yeah. And, and I think... Evan Ingram, if you look at what happened, what's happening with Trevor Lawrence this year, Evan Ingram would be smart to stick around. Obviously, Trevor Lawrence likes using him. For sure. And a resurgence for his career is in order if he sticks around in Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to buy in on on um, Evan Ingram just yet, but looking at that Jaguars offense next season, I'm like, I, I just think that the, the road ends here for Jacksonville. So I mean, I'm they're not, playing Kansas City next yeah, week. Yeah, we're not so. going to go. We'll, we'll talk about that game later in the week, I'm yeah, sure, in depth. Plenty, but, yeah. Um, I'm not in on on Evan Ingram just yet, but next year if he re-ups with Jacksonville, they got Calvin Ridley. But wouldn't you Evan rather Ingram. take him now, and then when he gets that contract, he's going to spike a little bit? There, possibly. But here's the here's the reality for me right now. I'm I'm deeply invested in a lot of guys already that are eliminated, and I'm deeply invested in some guys that are moving forward. We have new sports coming. Mm-hmm. I just don't want to tie up all my capital. I know if I go on in on Evan Ingram, for me to make some money there, I think it's going to have to be a little bit of time. I'm going to take that money and put it there a little bit closer to that period. I don't want to. I don't want to put up it on funds. John Morant and Luca when that's Time to available. Have some fun. I'm waiting for these NBA <laughs> these NBA players to drop. Right, I cannot so wait. Trevor does his work. Next round, he's got the Chiefs. You want to talk about a story? <laughs> if Trevor Lawrence can go out there and beat Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City, I mean he'll be enshrined. They might as well put a statue outside right next to. Uh, oh, did they they ship Dougie P's statue to Jacksonville? Is that outside the Jackson Jacks building now? It might be because the set on him for some of the play calls that he called. You know, it, first of all, Al Michaels is everything okay with Al Michaels, or did he not understand the way it works? Um, it, I didn't. I didn't get it. Oh, dude, he was all over the two point. He's like, well, I don't know why they're doing this. I don't know. Why. I'm like, Al. Anytime you move that from the I two to the Al one, Michaels they the always pass. go. Give they Al Michaels go. the pass because he's like 91. He looks he's like he's 54. He's, he's got money on he the game. He definitely had to so, charge minus so two he and was like, So they're going in for two. He's like, he's like, oh, damn it. And then like... You got Tony Dungy's like, yeah, no, this is this is the right call. Wonder, Tony's like, it's I wonder not. if there's any any um, we got like 
ethics issue with him gambling on the games that he's calling. I mean, he's not openly saying, like, well, welcome to the game, everybody. I got heavy uh, money well, on the know Chargers tonight. Wasn't openly saying that he was gambling on things? Pete Rose. Like, I mean, it, usually when you're gambling on things and it's illegal, you're not going to be like, hey, guess who, guess who I bet today? <laughs> so You're not wrong. All right. Well, anyway, big game coming up for Trevor and company next week. Now, Buffalo. Okay. Y'all had us kind of on the ropes. And I think if not for a ridiculous delay of the game um, for the Dolphins at the end of the game, this might have been a different story. Who knows? Skylar Thompson did his did the best he possibly could against a really good Buffalo defense. But we're talking about Stephon Diggs first because, again, seven catches, 114 yards, uh, no touchdowns, but a big 52-yard gainer. Like, he has always been the number one guy. Sometimes it takes him a little longer to get going. Um, I know a group of friends of mine finally hit. They do it every week. They pull their money together, and they put that money on a Dawson Knox first touchdown. Every week they do it. <laughs> and they finally hit it last week in this game. Um, it's been 19 weeks, and they finally nailed it, a Dawson Knox first touchdown. But um, Buffalo was clicking on all cylinders when it got going again. Allen throws for 352, three touchdowns. He does throw two interceptions. And I made the uh, I tweeted this out and I said, "Boy, I hope FS1 like covers this all week that Josh Allen threw two big interceptions in a game." You know, but they won't because they're going to be worried about what Dak Prescott's yeah, doing. Yeah, I saw the I know we're going to get to the Daniel Jones thing, but the Daniel Jones behind the back handoff. Oh, gorgeous. Um it said hurdles or one of these Instagram accounts said like if Patrick Mahomes did that in the game the internet would break. It would shatter. <laughs> not, you're not wrong. Shatter. But anyway, the Bills take care of the Dolphins 34-31, a lot closer than what people thought uh at halftime. But uh, Miami scoring 17 and going up at half was like what and well, not necessarily up at half because Buffalo kicked that field goal towards the end, but to make it a game with Skylar Thompson at the helm, Teddy Bridgewater, that's another thing, man. Teddy Bridgewater's on the sidelines. Like, he's in, like, a jacket. He's cold. He doesn't get he doesn't get up. Like, he just feels like there's a lot of that going on this week with quarterbacks that maybe should have played but didn't. Um, well. Uh, I, I'm not throwing out any conspiracies or sure by any Teddy stretch. Bridgewater, who, who. He's a gamer. Everything think, that right? I've ever heard about Teddy Bridgewater, it's not like I'm talking to people directly, but Teddy Bridgewater's been around for a while. He always sticks on as a backup no matter what. I feel like Teddy Bridgewater is a team player. If he was able to go in this game. He was going. It's the playoffs. Skylar Thompson threw 45 times. This game, by the way, started at 1 o'clock and ended at 5. Yeah. This was a long one. There's a lot of incomplete passes. A lot of penalties. A lot of punts. A lot of penalties. So for it to be 34-31, you would think, like, you're looking at this like, oh, we missed a historic game. You really didn't. You you watched a very sloppy game of football for Miami's most of the time. defense showed up, though. I got to give them credit. Uh, they didn't really. They did. And I, this was brought to my attention. A couple people were talking about the, the defense's. Um, and like it was really a Tua and Herbert comparison, and then they were talking about the defenses of the Dolphins and the Chargers. Uh, the Dolphins' defense has played well at home and not really played well on the road. They played really well in this game, all things considered. Dude, nine tackles out of Holland by himself, yeah. you know, and ten of them so uh, nine solo, ten tackles. That's incredible. When Mojo adds defensive players, then we're gonna start cashing in some serious coin. Um, but again, Buffalo gets it done. They will now play the Cincinnati Bengals. How Can't poetic, wait. how historic, uh, because now they're going to do it all over again. Um, and again, I'm sure heavy, heavy emotions. The game's going to be at Orchard Park in Buffalo, so we'll see. But we'll get to the Bengals in just a minute. But we we go to uh, why Anthony strutted in here like Conor McGregor this morning, just knowing that his quarterback delivered the performance of a lifetime again. Danny Dimes and the New York Giants. 
great game. I, I called this one. I said the Giants would win this game. This is not. It was not out of the realm of possibilities that they could have pulled this off. Daniel Jones, 24 of 35 for 301 yards, two touchdowns, 78 yards on the ground. He led his team in rushing. The Vikings defense is bad. I'm not trying to like t- discredit anything out of Daniel Jones, but man, oh, man, there was a lot of green. And I said, I said that on Twitter, I said, if you take a shot of whatever your drink of choice is, every time Kevin Burkhart said, wide open, <laughs> bro, you would have died. You would have died after shot three or four. They had Isaiah Hodgins looking like Justin Jefferson out there. And he's on the Instagram thing. He's celebrating. And uh, my, my favorite player, by the way, and this is a complete sarcasm, Jalen Smith. You want comedy? Watch him play linebacker for 60 minutes. It's very comedy. He made some really good plays yesterday. He made one good play he yesterday. Made, he made, and he thought he had a tackle for loss, got up, did the swipe, and the guy got another three yards. Um, <laughs> so well, that's that typical. Crap. But he did. I mean, he, he, did, he, no, he, he played fine. He's contributing. Yeah, I mean, look. At a he, time where nobody thought Jalen Smith was going to be back in the league, and he's contributing. You got to give him credit. He's there. got six tackles. He led the team. He led the team in tackles yesterday. Um, yeah. <laughs> Look at my How the hell did that happen? A Dory, a Dory Jackson with six as well. Played a good game. Um, but yeah, and he's to, him. If you didn't see in the uh, locker room, that, that's what I'm talking about. You knew he needed to have that moment where everybody's celebrating. Team, 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 I'm happy for team, him. team, team, team. Here Former is Packer, here I'm is happy his for him. here is his big ass him hat. I'm like, please, Jalen. What did Jalen Smith ever do wrong besides play linebacker? Besides sign a contract that they gave him. This is the NFL. It doesn't matter, right? Bro. They he messed that up. Not was. Him. First of all, they the Cowboys made a mistake him. drafting him as so, early as they did. So who's whose fault? Dallas. But then when they realized that they had egg on their face, they're like, we'll just give him another contract. Again? <laughs> it's like, they, what so are we they, doing so here? So they didn't realize. Yes, oh, yes, I'm blaming the Cowboys, but ultimately the guy stinks at football, and he's out here making tackles in the wild card I'm round, happy, and now gets to go play I'm Philly. I'm happy to see a guy that stunk at football turn it around for the New York football Giants. So oh, you're he, so uh, full of it. <laughs> So anyway, Daniel Jones, former Packer, bro. Yeah, I know for three days. Um, Daniel Jones plays wonderfully. Again, he distributed that ball. Amazing guys are running free all over the place. Hodgins with eight grabs. He led the team with 105 yards. Great game by Hodgins. Um, You know who I don't see on the stat sheet? Kenny Galladay. (laughs) I don't see him on the stat sheet anywhere. It was so funny. Uh, I was watching the game with my brother and my father, and there was a catch, I believe, on the sidelines, and I think it was Hodgins that made the play. And it was like a weird was that angle. Galladay? Was that Galladay? Everybody, said, we all said it here too. Bro, I was like, I was like, oh wow, nice grab by Galladay. Glad to see he's on stat sheet. And I'm like, oh, that wasn't him. <laughs> like this sure dude wasn't. is. You're talking about the biggest waste of money of all time. He is the wet bandits right now. He has stolen everything and literally give you nothing back. Uh, but anyway, Giants in Philadelphia next week. We'll get into that game throughout the course of this week. It's going to be a barn burner. I'm excited. I honestly, my first reaction right now is that the Giants. They could win that game. I'm sorry. They're playing heavy, and, and and the Eagles are coming off the bye. They might be cold. Jalen Hurts might be still kind of hurt. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, we'll, well get into that Well, let's just say one. the Giants' offensive line is going to have a lot more to deal with than they uh-huh. did this past week. Yeah, that's Across true. the board. Daniel Jones, ooh, I don't know. Running wild like that against Philly is a little different. I mean, I think he's going to have to this time. You know, this one, is, I felt like there were design runs for him to just take off and go. And the corners he's gonna are be, so much better. It's like, ooh, yeah, it's it's all right, all right, going to be a little tougher right. sledding offensively. We'll just say that. I'm you know, not, I'm you not know going. Anthony's, got, Anthony's in a wedding on Saturday night. I'm not going to that one. I mean, you're not going, but he's in a wedding Saturday night. He has to... He has to find the DJ has to bring guess, a TV or something. I won't blame the guy for getting married on playoff weekend because if you're a Giants fan, you had no. There it is. We said that too. What was, it, what was the percentage? Be in the postseason. Point two. Zero point zero two 
chance that this game would be played on Saturday night, divisional round, Giants are there. But here we are. Giants are in the second Giants round. Giants can't stop messing up for you, huh, buddy? <laughs> right. Ruining your life. I mean, they get right. you the win, and now they're ruining hey, wedding you nights. enjoyed the last win that you're going to see all year. <laughs> last oh, wow. All right. Bold early. Um, anyway, the primetime matchup last night was a lot closer than we all thought because it was not Anthony Brown. It was, in fact, Tyler Huntley who got the start. He played well, but Jamar Chase finds pay dirt. His stock rises a little bit. Nine catches, 84 yards on 12 targets. Jamar Chase has, has been the guy since he's gotten to the league. Uh, Joe Burrow, quiet, quiet game, um, 209 yards for a touchdown. Not a lot of action there. Um, it was mostly just, I mean, one of their touchdowns was the longest yeah, defensive I mean, touchdown that, that's, ever. That was the – What are we doing here? What are we, what are we doing here? You have J.K. Dobbins, who is bum-rushing for five-point-something a carry, and you decide to take this inexperienced – not rookie, but whatever. Second-year quarterback and Tyler Huntley try to dive him over the top. That's the wrong play call, man. And and they they should be held accountable for that. Um, wrong I, play. I wouldn't say. I have more issues with a few other play calls. I get it, man. Like if we're if I'm on the one yard line and and they call a quarterback sneak to a guy that has had success running the football. Now I say this a lot. Tyler Huntley played football his whole life, yeah, right? He so has. him him he should be able to execute a quarterback sneak from the one. That's not. I'm not. I'm not putting that on Harbaugh. That's a good play call, ninety percent of the time. Ninety-nine percent of the time, yeah. it's, it's the right play call. It's just a, it's a, he's not the one to carry the ball as much as your running fair, backs. Fair, fair, but you know that's I, analytics I, I for never, you. No? I I hate when my team hands the ball to the running back when we need a yard or, or less. I hate it. It's just, just you go. would think the quarterback sneak is like it's the, the most call. guaranteed thing in football. And now I don't know if you're seeing this trend, and it's not a rule. Maybe the competition committee will step in over the offseason, but there's a lot of pushing from the back no, that's going on this year. That's a lot more evident this year, a lot more prominent this year. Every time the quarterback looks like he stood up, here comes the running back. That's, Blast on, that, from the that's back. on the refs to just blow the whistle and call the spot. Mm, you know, I'm like, just that's, saying, I that's, think I've seen it more this year than, than ever before. I love that, honestly. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean it's football, so yes, more but collisions, talking, great. Going back to the play calls, you know, you got no timeouts left. You're down seven, right, and you're mm -hmm. on the 40. You got a backup quarterback, and I understand maybe that's why you're doing this, but they're trying to run the ball. On second and ten, with a minute thirty, no timeouts. They did let a lot of time run. You're off letting twenty five seconds off the clock. More than that, I felt like on that one play though. I know. You know, one play. I mean, come on, bro. You're better off just spiking it at yeah, that point. And at collecting. that point, absolutely. not only that, not only that, they didn't even have a two minute drill in place. They were huddling up with no timeouts in under a minute thirty more, seconds. More commentary out of out of the broadcast booth. They're like. And they're in the huddle with now, a minute now 40 I understand, running. I understand being on the road with a backup quarterback, but, bro, this is the playoffs. This is week whatever, week 19 of the NFL season. you got to have it figured out by now if you're the backup quarterback. You should yeah. be able to efficiently run a hurry-up offense. Baker Mayfield was doing it, for <laughs> crying out loud. <laughs> crying I mean, out loud. On. There it is. <laughs> for crying out loud. Um, so the Bengals get it done. They'll visit the Bills. A lot to get into with that one. But that was your incredible action from the weekend. And now... It's time to preview a little bit of the Monday Night Football game. We are wild card weekend. The clock is ticking weekend. on Lamar, by the way. Yeah, it really is. I mean, we'll see about that. But anyway, it is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers hosting the Dallas Cowboys here tonight on Monday Night Football. Obviously, the, the Buccaneers had the season they had where they win eight games, finish under 500. They win the NFC South. They're a hostess game. The Cowboys, another back-to-back 12-win -back season, 12-5. and Now, last year... The Cowboys went into the playoffs on a roll. They beat the brakes off the Philadelphia Eagles in Week 18. 
Then they get punched in the mouth by Jimmy Garoppolo and the 49ers. This year is a way different narrative because the Cowboys decide not to show up against Washington, and everybody's thinking, well, if this is the team, then they don't stand a chance right now. Every analytic will tell you that the Cowboys are a better team. They just haven't played as good down the stretch. They got off to a great start. See, I think that the Cowboys have played decent down the stretch. They, you know, even in the Philly game, you can make the case, okay, Minshew, they dealt with a couple backups, but it's not like Dallas completely fell off the, the, the face of the earth. They were basically they, out of the they division were in the race. For one they were division they were basically out of the division race. But you know, you said they didn't play well down the stretch. I feel like they didn't play in regards well. To what they, they didn't play well in the final game of the season. All right, that makes sense. All right, they should have gotten up for that game. It was important to them, and they didn't. That was a dud. But when they line up on, on Monday night, all that stuff is gone. They're 0-0. Zero zero. They got to play the Bucks. What concerns me more so than anything is just the style that the Bucks tend to be able to play defensively here and there, right? They can be opportunists to get in turnovers. Their linebackers are fast, and that defense can and has shown up. Tom Brady playing at home, it doesn't have necessarily the recipe because – the Cowboys should win this game. They really are a much better football team. Should, but there's always the Tom Brady effect. I don't think Mike McCarthy's a really good coach when when the moments get big. Uh, that's just me. I know Dave kind of agrees with me, but he's going to get behind his guy right now. Sure. The um, the Bucks at home getting points always scares me. Any Tom Brady team getting points at home is mm -hmm. a scary situation. Mm -hmm. I know that the point spread really doesn't mean anything when it comes down to the players, but. Really, I mean, if I was a player, it would mean something. I'd be like, not for nothing, really think that they're going to come in and beat us? As much as Vegas is picking, or, or at least putting the Cowboys in the, as, a, as a favorite in this game, I feel like the media, like NFL Network, ESPN, all these other, you know, all the talking heads of the world, they're all on Tampa. Well, well really. The majority is on Tampa. Like, you'll have your Michael Irvins of the world say, the Cowboys are going to beat their We, we like, could be coming to an a, a insane point in the mojo market, or just NFL world in general. This could be very well Tom Brady's last game. This could... Could you imagine Tom Brady's final final L, final game would be the <laughs> Dallas Cowboys? I didn't even want to bring that up. That's only there's like a slight reason why I might be rooting for the Bucks. I've never rooted for Tom Brady in my life. Actually, I have maybe once or twice. Seedings may may have needed a seating <laughs> here or there, um, but I, I I don't want to hear Dave have that feather in his cap and be like, oh well, you know we beat we Brady's final game. The Cowboys and I said this: the Cowboys are damned if they do, damned if they don't. Okay. If they win this game, we're going to hear the, well, Brady's 45 years old. He's bound to lose eventually. Or they lose, and Dak Prescott's the worst quarterback in football. Tom Brady's the well, GOAT. Well, all well, this guy. So well, it's a lose-lose. Well, I'm I, telling you right I, now, it's I a lose-lose. I do have some footage of a one Dave Sturcio saying that if this is a bad Tampa Bay Bucks team, if the Cowboys go into Tampa in the first round of the playoffs and get beat, it'll be the worst. The worst. The worst. 100%. Failure. Biggest failure. Biggest failure because you you know what this team is about. You know how this team can play when they're clicking on all cylinders and firing all over the place. The Cowboys are a dominant team. They absolutely are. But if they go in there and lay an egg, I'm talking lay an egg. If you go toe-to-toe -to -toe Brady and they lose 34-31 on the last suck-up field goal or something like that, I'm going to be like, that was heartbreaking. That was terrible. But Dak played his ass off. Everybody's happy. Let's go on. But not happy at all. But I'm saying if they go out there – and they do what they did with Washington. I'm going to be like, what? What happened? What is? Yeah. Where is your motivation? Like, so, what? What happened here? So, so where are we going in, in terms of the market? Market. Uh, I'm all in. On, I'm already in on CD. CD Lamb is obviously the guy. He's the only guy that I think I'm going to stick with. I think in this game, the Tampa Bay run defense has been kind of sus a little bit throughout the course of this season. If Tony Pollard is utilized the way he should be utilized, he can have himself a night as far as breakaway 
type plays. I'm not saying they're going to pound feel, him in between the tackles. Like, I feel like this season, Zeke in week one, I know it's a long time ago, but Zeke was running the ball well. So was Pollard against this Bucks team. That's where they had their success a little bit. Well, um, they abandoned it. I think quite that the team yeah. speed on the Bucks almost more lends to a Zeke day where they're just going to pound it because the Bucks defense, they have a lot of speed at the linebacker position. So it might be one of those situations where they just say, hey, you know, instead of trying to run around you, we're going to go right through you. Different team from week one to week like now, 19 in this league. Um, one thing I will say in that first matchup, there was no Michael Gallup, there was no T.Y. Hilton. There was no Tyron Smith. So there was a lot of missing pieces of this Dallas Cowboys offense that decided and to I not think, show out at all. And I even think that the Bucs had all their linemen. They don't have any of them. I mean, I think that the Bucs line is really jacked up right now. No, they're all, they're all playing. They're all playing? Well, except for the center, I believe, is out. The guys, I think there's a couple guys that are IR, though, early. I don't know. According to our friend Sam, the yeah, they're all back. No, so we'll see. I mean, hey, look. Sam is a Bucs fan, so I'll is. take his word. So, yeah. So it'll be interesting to see if the defensive pass rush can get home. Tom Brady, quick release. He's going to put up stats. That's just the way it is. You got to get to Brady, and you got to sack him at least three or four times tonight. Get him rattled. I want at least, at least, you want to talk about prop bets? I want two, two Microsoft tablet slams. I want two of those. Frustrate this old man Ooh. and get this done. Ooh. As long as they're, like, if they come in, like, the middle of the third quarter or, like, early fourth, it might be over for you. You better be careful what you wish for, bro. <laughs> if Tom Brady slams the Microsoft office at the right time, you have no ch- you have no chance in that game, right? We'll see. Depends what he, if he says something mean to his lineman. Mean, huh? Oh, oh my goodness. It is over for Micah. <laughs> Tom Michael Brady. Parsons says this is a, a new season. The ultimate competitor. He's the he's the guy. He's ready. He is him. We'll see. It all goes down tonight. We'll recap it tomorrow, and we'll start our preview for divisional round coming up next weekend. So do us a favor right now. Follow us on all the social medias. That is Twitter. That is Instagram. That is TikTok. That is everything you can do with Mojo. M-O-J-O. Very easy to find us. Join the Discord every day. New conversation. I'm sure there's plenty of people going along on Tom Brady tonight with multipliers and everything. It's the Dallas defense. They can be had. Go do it. I'm shorting his ass tonight. No, I'm not. I'm not even touching this game. I am not touching this game at all. I might, um, I might put a ceremonial uh, ceremonial, a ceremonial <laughs> short game on Tom Brady. Hope he's Thanks for everything, Tommy. <laughs> like you're the man. Not that he's dying, but his career might be over. Who knows? But the Raiders are in on him. The, the the 49ers are in on him. We'll see. We'll do see we how this all plays out. Do we end the show with the Tom Brady eulogy for his career? No, no, no. I'll wait till the other show for that. <laughs> so, where I can kind of just take the, the chains off and just, uh, here we go. Uh, but here we go. It is time to put a bow on Wild Card Weekend. So for Dave Sturchio, Chris Gucci, and of course, A5 Behind the Glass here at Chop Studios, this has been another episode of the Mojo Market Report. Hopefully tomorrow I come back in here with A, a voice, and B, a team to root for in the divisional round. We'll see how it goes. We'll see you tomorrow. Mike Evans for six. <laughs>